Hello, I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion, and welcome to the Physician Interrupted podcast. Today, we're exploring the topic of burnout and its myriad causality, and how every clinician's burnout is really unique to them in the array of contributors. Each healthcare clinician's burnout is unique. Generic approaches are not only unhelpful, they're counterproductive. Yes, there is an epidemic of burnout, and there's a veritable universe of potential contributors. Take any two healthcare clinicians who are grappling with burnout, say, who scored identically in the Maslach Burnout Inventory, the MBI, or any of the other instruments out there to measure burnout. You'll find that their burnout is not caused by the same things. In fact, the Maslach Burnout Inventory doesn't even assess causality. Yet, they both experience the same manifestation of burnout, at least as measured on the course instruments available. But when you drill down on what each of them identifies as the leading contributors for their burnout, and you'll find that they're different. And even if they had the very same three issues, you'd find that they each have a different weighting. Thus, each person's burnout is truly a unique assemblage of contributors. Now, that doesn't mean they're all such uniquely different compositions. Indeed, there are some common themes, some common contributors that just about everybody agrees on. For example, the electronic medical record, litigation stress, crazy workload, etc. So imagine this example for a moment, Doc A. Dr. A is beaten down by excessive workload. Doc B is going crazy with the EMR, the electronic medical record, and Doc C is overwhelmed by litigation stress. So in the article, I have a table that I highlight these. Now, applying a general nostrum like deep breathing or training and having a kinder bedside manner is not going to address their burnout as it's not addressing the primary contributor for each of them in this simple example of three stressors. What you find when talking with docs about their burnout, as I have done for more than the past 10 years, actually more like 20, is that the causes of each of their burnout is really a stress array. It's a constellation of things. And its composition and the weighting of each of the stressors are variable and, in fact, unique to each individual. So let's expand the stress inventory, if you will, and show each doc's self-assigned score. Now, this is a fictional assessment, doc A, doc B, doc C, and this fictional stress instrument that I'm calling a stress biopsy. So we see this list of stressors, and in addition to the EMR, workload, and litigation, I just listed a few that came to the top of my head. Declining revenues, that's especially applicable toward those who are in a small group practice, say. Gender and racial harassment, a significant but under-addressed problem in healthcare. Crazy call schedule. Some people are on every third night, some on every second night. High ratio of complex patients. You know, not everybody's got simple patients with just one problem. 
And the more complex patients you have, the more difficult they are to treat. Significant non-occupational stress. So for example, if you have marital or family issues, or perhaps you're dealing with a medical or a mental uh, illness, such as depression. Psychological trauma, unrealistic documentation demands, administrative scolding uh, after a patient complaint, being called to the carpet, if you will, for your less than kind bedside manner. Team dysfunction amongst the treatment team, dealing with a high anguish patient population. Grief from loss of a colleague, say, to COVID. Or investigation by a medical board or involuntary involvement with a physician health program. So all of these, this is just a sampling of the stressors that are going on in this fictional assessment survey. Now, that's a truckload of stressors right then and there. And each doc, A, B, and C, each doc has some of them in varying intensity, as you'll see on that table. So we gave a, an intensity rating of uh, zero, uh, no impact, uh, mild impact is one, uh, moderate impact is two, major impact three, and severe impact is four. And on the table in the article, I highlighted uh, the uh, higher level ones. But even more striking is when you highlight the self-ranked most severe stressors amongst the docs, so A, B, and C, you'll find that when you look down doc A and doc B and doc C column, you'll see that they have multiple severe stressors going on but their combination of severe stressors differ from each other significantly. And there is some overlap on some of them. So what we see here is, yeah, wow, each doc has their own stress truckload, each with multiple severe stressors going on. So how many burnout flavors are there? Well, simply on possible permutations, and I'm no mathematician, but I do recall something sometime remotely about uh, calculating possible combinations. And, well, all I remember right now is it's gargantuan. Take a portion of the stress table of contents, that, that index of stresses that I listed, say the 15 items that I just mentioned above, and let each person have an assigned impact rating of between 0 and 4, and how many possible combinations, how many possible configurations can you come up with? That's the nearly infinite variety of the presentations of burnout. So what's that say about how to approach this burnout epidemic? Doc A here is dealing with workload and a medical board investigation into a patient complaint. That's off anybody's stress scale. I've had docs tell me that they would rather have 10 malpractice suits than have to deal with a medical board. Doc B is, and probably already was, dealing with the electro electronic uh, medical record hassles, and it can be a nightmare for uh, people, depending upon the system they're using, and is also, Doc B is also seeing a high ratio of complex patients and is caught in a documentation nightmare not completing charts on time and having to go home and try to work on them over the weekend, 
and is getting shamed by his administration for allegedly not handling a patient encounter correctly. And then we have Doc C, who is being sued for negligence and wrongful death. This is a big deal. And who is already in a high-risk specialty dealing with very complex patients. Let's say they have multi-system disease. And is also perhaps dealing outside of his occupation with marital or family issues, or perhaps even depression or any other mental health issue. And is also traumatized by the recent threats they've received from a violently angry patient. So how to approach this? First, let's realize that the complexity of the causal matrix is real. And for those who are not clinicians, let's recognize the immensity of these stressors in and of themselves, not to mention the entire composite that each doc is carrying around. Second, we've got to recognize that this stress takes a toll and is going to show up somewhere. There's just simply no mistake about that. It's not going to show up in the same way, but it's going to show up somewhere. Third, each doc has got to have the availability of a coach or a therapist or a counselor and even better if they have combined skills, exquisitely attuned to the stress array facing healthcare clinicians, and who provides competent and tailored services and does so in an utmost safe environment. And that means a sacrosanct commitment to confidentiality. And fourth, Lastly here, but not really lastly overall, fourth, each doc needs to have the space and time to process what they're going through, and as I said, safely, and to access whatever resources are needed to help them navigate this particular concern that's on their plate. And I have to say that in my experience doing coaching and in what I see in the environment right now, this approach is sadly deficient. It's just simply not being used. Simply telling docs and any other clinician to just practice mindfulness or be more compassionate is just not going to cut it. Now, that's pretty harsh for me to say that. And what I'm going to say now may seem entirely paradoxical. There are significant benefits in offering broad-spectrum antidotes to stress. These are practices, if you will, to the clinician community as a whole. All of us can use guidance in and reminders to implement practices that help us de-stress, manage the stress better. And it is truly great that some hospitals are offering these and offering an array of these programs. But don't mistake these offerings as a sufficient response to the burnout epidemic, because it needs to be much more tailored. Now, you may note that I wrote a series of articles on the matrix of clinician distress. And what I pose there is that the matrix of clinician distress, the stuff that's driving clinicians crazy, is larger, larger than burnout. 
Burnout is only one stress syndrome in the universe of clinician distress. While there is finally a recognition amongst healthcare leaders of the immensity of the burnout epidemic, I'm afraid that everything that's causing physician and more broadly all clinician distress is all being clustered under the burnout rubric. It's all being put into that bucket. And as we saw earlier, since there aren't any situation-specific remedies that are being applied on a more systematic level, then what's being offered to this broad array of uh, burnout causality are general anti-stress remedies. And if a clinician doesn't feel that those are being helpful, then they're not going to employ them. So these, these remedies certainly are well-meaning, no doubt. But they're also both inaccurate and unhelpful. It's both inaccurate and unhelpful to call everything that is uh, in the matrix of clinician distress just burnout. And not only unhelpful, but it's dangerous in its false diagnosis and it's counterproductive in its application of generic burnout remedies to the very impactful stress syndromes and complex contextual situations which demand special approaches. In the next piece, we'll re-examine the components of the matrix of clinician distress. So you can read or listen to the full seven-part series, which can be found on the main Physician Interrupted Archive page. And then we'll see how each of these syndromes is different from burnout, why it shouldn't be included under that rubric alone. And we'll explore what approaches ought to be taken to address each of the component syndromes. Thanks so much for listening. Please do take a moment to share this podcast and the article and would love to have your comments below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast or the article, please feel free to share it and subscribe to Physician Interrupted. Till then, stay well, take care. <laughs>